You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome to your Canadians Connection on Rocket Sports Radio. This premier hockey podcast featured on allhabs.net brings you the latest news, in-depth analysis, and expert commentary about the NHL's most storied franchise, the Montreal Canadiens. Hosted by Rick Stevens with Amy Johnson and Chris G. Our team of credentialed journalists provides behind-the-scenes insight on the Canadians, designed to inform, entertain, and engage Habs fans around the globe. We are proud to be the trusted source for all things Habs for more than a decade. This is the Canadians Connection Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio, keeping you informed, engaged and entertained, of course. Uh, my name is Amy Johnson, and I'll be your host for the next hour for episode 172 of the Canadians Connection podcast. Should mention that we're also a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, in case you found us that way, or if you haven't, you can check them out. Uh, and a big thank you, of course, to our sponsors, DraftKings. You'll hear from them in just a bit. Uh, but first, I'm pleased to be joined in the studio by my co-host, who happens to be the editor-in-chief, founder, and president of Rocket Sports, uh, that would be Mr. Rick Stevens. How you doing today? Good afternoon. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. Thank you very much. Happy New Year to all of our listeners and hope you had a good holiday season and uh, happy birthday. Happy birthday weekend to you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes, my birthday was uh, yesterday, January 7th. Uh, and you, uh, you and the rest of the team gave me a very boisterous and enthusiastic happy birthday on our team Slack last night. It was uh, it was really a lot of fun reading all the messages, and I appreciate all the well wishes. It was uh, now we wish we could have got together to sing for you. Uh, I think Ben's going to be taking care of that on his his next. He's uh, um he's arranging his video. That? Okay, yeah, he's, I'll, I'll look uh, for he's, that. Yeah, he's he's uh, our choir director yeah. i see mm-hmm. i wasn't aware yeah. that great that voice would... great voice on that wow band. yeah hidden talents mm-hmm. in the rocket sports media crew so I'm... look for his next youtube video excellent i look forward to that <laughs> uh well uh we are glad to be here with you today um of course remember this is an interactive podcast you can text us at any time uh via the rocket sports text line what is the number for that you ask well it's easy 585 three rocket again that's five eight five three rocket you can also follow us uh on twitter facebook and instagram at habs connection you can visit our website canadiansconnection.com and we've got quite a show for you today um in fact uh we're doing some split duties again today uh our good friend michael spinella is going to be back uh, co-hosting one of the segments here today uh, later on in the show. So we'll talk about that in just a moment. But first, just want to give you a brief outline of what to expect today. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, 
what's been going on in the last week in the world of the Montreal Canadiens and hockey? And even though there's been uh, plenty of postponements, there's a lot still to talk about. Uh, we'll get you some roster news and updates, uh, lots of movement in and out of uh, COVID protocol. So we'll get you update on get you updated on that, as well as the latest on the uh, the Canadians' schedule and any changes that have been made there. Um, and as well, we're going to take a brief look at the Habs prospects while Laval has also been paused. There are other Canadians prospects who have been playing hockey and are in the news. Uh, so we want to get you up to speed on that. Uh, we're briefly going to touch on the Canadians newest hire, Chantal Maccabee, uh, as well as some general hockey news and notes, uh, before we head to segment two, which is the big topic. That's when Michael Spinella will be, uh, joining Rick in in the studio for that segment, they're going to talk about the Untouchables, the name of this week's show, uh, the trade, uh, the, the players who the two of them believe are untouchable in terms of dr- of trade talks. So that's going to be a great segment coming up. Uh, and then in segment three, we're going to get you uh, all caught up with anything Rocket Sports Media related that you might have missed in the past week talk to you about this week's upcoming games. Yes, fingers are crossed that we're going to see some hockey this week, as well as uh, a schedule for the next episodes. Yes, that's plural of the Canadians Connection podcast. More on that in the third segment. Lots to talk about today. Lots to talk about today, (laughs) for sure. Um, Now, yes, uh, of course, true. The Canadians have been in a complete shutdown uh, since... uh, let me check my watch. Five minutes after their road trip ended. <laughs> uh, they've, uh, In fact, they've had to extend their complete inclusive shutdown. We'll get to that in a little while. But that means that the games that they had scheduled to play at home in Montreal on January 4th and 6th um, against Washington and Toronto, respectively, those have been postponed. But, Rick, before that happened... Um, they did play that last road game in Florida against the Panthers. I think all of us were pretty surprised that that game went ahead with uh, the the massive amounts of players heading into COVID protocol. Uh, in fact, 16 players were sidelined due to COVID just on the Montreal side of that game. Uh, so the Habs dressed 11 forwards and five D-men for that, for that one. Now that list, that COVID <laughs> list has ballooned since then, and we'll mention that in a minute. But yes, uh, just 11 forwards uh, for that game. And unfortunately, uh, the number decreased as the game went along. Mm-hmm. Um, you had uh, Cedric Paquette uh, leave the game with a, a, a neck injury, a collision, um, well, more than a collision, I guess, with Sam Bennett. Yeah. Uh, Sam Bennett with a three-game suspension uh, as a result of that collision. And then Michael Pozzetta, really dumb, dumb decision to yeah. take himself off the ice for five minutes in a, a meaningless fight. So down to nine forwards at, at one point, mm-hmm. uh, just three lines. So it was... Yeah, it was it was it was tough. A game that obviously shouldn't have been played, but uh, the Montreal Canadiens, Jeff Molson, wanting to get those games in uh, because his priority is was postponing the games uh, when the home dollars uh, would mean something in January. So, um, yeah, as you said, just a few minutes after the game, uh, the Canadians paused. Um, all operations, and then uh, that has extended right through till, uh, well, we're recording on Saturday, so uh, that extends uh, through today, through the end of today, and we'll see what happens tomorrow. And in case you were busy enjoying your New Year's Day 
on the day that game was played and uh, you didn't know how it turned out. Well, Florida gave Montreal a good five to two drubbing. So uh, wasn't wasn't one to write home about. Gotta say. Now, the Canadians have been in 31st place in the league um, most and, and still are points wise. However, uh, this week, uh, Arizona Coyotes won a game. So uh, <laughs> their points percentage um, is just above the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, yeah, so the Canadians slipping into 32nd spot. That's fun. 7-23 and 4 on the season. That's that's like when it's one thing when you know that you've been experiencing all of these losses whether you're a fan, whether you're a journalist, whatever. You know it's just been a lot of losing, but when you hear that that record for the season and realize that there were it's it is January and they've only won 7 times. That's stark. That's bleak. Uh, so let's 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 see what happens the next time they take the ice. Um, and the next time they take the ice, who knows what the roster is going to look like this time? Uh, the injury list, uh, as far as the COVID protocol list, as you just said, great word, uh, continuing to balloon. Um, this week, Cam Hillis, Michael Pizzetta, and most recently Alex Belzeal and Kale Clegg have all been added to that list. Rick, that brings us to a whopping total of 24 players simultaneously on the COVID protocol list, in addition to two coaches. Yeah, two coaches, Eric uh, Ramon, the goalie coach, and Trevor Latowski, assistant coach. Um, 24 players. Now, there are probably players ready to come off that list. Uh, Arturi Lekanen comes to mind. Uh, but when the Canadians updated their list, uh, they updated the, the full list and, and, uh, uh, all 24 players are still on that list. We'll see what happens. Um, if the Canadians are allowed to practice, uh, the, over the next couple of days, um, in Quebec. If, and we'll see if, as you say, if anyone comes off that list, because let me tell you the call up options for the taxi squad and out of Laval are getting very slim mm-hmm. <laughs> to say the least. Um, one, th- because of all of these, uh, and we talked about this a bit on the press zone earlier this week as well, uh, but because of all of these call-ups, uh, it, I should say COVID absences at the NHL level, it has meant that a lot of guys uh, who probably wouldn't be getting a shot at an NHL start um, have been doing so. Uh, Cam Hillis made his NHL debut last Saturday. Um, and Rick, even though, again, we talked about this more in depth on, on the press zone, but um even though, you know, it's simply a matter of circumstance that got Cam Hillis into an NHL game for the first time in his career, um, he didn't look completely out of place. No, didn't look out of place. Um, and and listen, it, it whatever the circumstances are, getting to put on that jersey, getting uh, into the NHL, making your debut is special for every player. Yeah. Absolutely. So good good for uh, Cam Hillis in, in making his uh, NHL debut. Absolutely. And Cam Hillis hasn't had an easy go of it uh, in in the early parts of his pro career, you know, injuries and, and dealing with roster controversy and, and shuffling back and forth between leagues. So good for him to have kind of a, in the midst of everything that's gone on with him the last couple of years, this is a nice bright spot for him to, to remember. Uh, we mentioned uh, that we were a bit surprised that some of last week's games uh, were put on, um, including that Saturday game on New Year's Day, and that uh, it seemed that the priority for the Canadians was instead to postpone 
their home games in January due to attendance restrictions in the province of Quebec. Um, and so looking to um, preserve and protect that potential gate revenue, choosing to postpone those games till later in the season in the hopes that those attendance restrictions would be lifted by that point. Uh, there was still one home game left available on the schedule in January. And that was a home game on January 15th against the Devils. But Rick, that one got uh, shuffled off, shuffled mm -hmm. off, shuffled off as well. That one's been postponed uh, in addition to the others. So we're anxiously awaiting, and I don't think it's going to come out uh, anytime soon, uh, a new schedule because... Uh, there have been, enough, not just for the Canadians, but for all teams, um, the, the schedule makers busy at work, I'm sure, uh, to use those three weeks in February that was originally uh, dedicated to the Olympic break, to use those days to reschedule games. But there's been some talk lately that uh, those three weeks won't be enough and whispers that perhaps this season, the NHL really didn't want to extend the season, but it looks like it may be extended by a week um, uh, to facilitate the rescheduling of all of these games that have been postponed. Something that the AHL didn't want to do either, and they just recently in the last week ha have announced that they've extended their season by a week. So uh, would not be surprising to see the NHL reluctantly have to follow suit. Um now, as Rick has mentioned a couple of times, uh, within a few moments after that game on New Year's Day, the Canadians announced that they were shutting down inclusively all team activities for the, both the Montreal Canadiens and the Laval Rocket. Um, and of course, we can see why that's been essential for a couple of reasons. Uh, the number of players continuing to go into COVID protocol keeps increasing, Um and so, obviously, it was an issue with, with transmission throughout the team. Um, in addition, Quebec has uh, in, uh, implemented restrictions on um, who can be in an enclosed space at the same time, a.k.a. in Broussard for practice. And right now, uh, it's not something that the Canadians would be able to do under current um, Quebec guidelines. So they were originally supposed to be paused team shutdown through January 6th. Then January 6th came around and they said, okay, we're going to have to extend that for another two days through January 8th. So now we're just kind of all, Rick, in a waiting game seeing, will the Canadians be able to resume practice on Sunday the 9th? Um, or is Quebec, or are they not going to be able to simply because of the Quebec regulations? Does that mean that they're going to travel to Boston four days before their next scheduled game uh, and just start practicing in in the States? Uh, there's a lot of questions to be answered probably in the next uh, 24 hours or so. Uh, that's absolutely right. Uh, there was supposed to be a game uh, tonight at the Bell Center, uh, that Saturday night uh, versus the Sabres. Uh, one of the home games that was postponed, a Monday game against Columbus at the Bell Center, postponed. Uh, so the next game on the schedule uh, was supposed to be a home game against the Bruins on Wednesday. That's been moved to Boston, then back-to-back uh, -back, uh, Thursday in Chicago. So uh, most likely, as you mentioned, uh, the Canadians will take their healthy bodies uh, south and try to get a couple of games, a couple of days of practice in uh, prior to that game on Wednesday night. 
At the TD Bank Center. At the TD Bank Center. Uh, we still don't know what that's going to mean for Laval. Um, Laval is supposed to, ho- uh, when we're going to talk about this in the, in the next uh, section here in just a moment, but as we had said, that shutdown, inclusive shutdown, applied to both teams, um, and Laval is looking at home games uh, coming up um, midweek this week, so don't know yet uh, what that's going to look like. Uh, you can tune into the press zone on Tuesday. We'll have a better update for you as far as the Laval Rocket goes. Um, before we leave this segment, one thing that we did want to make note of, and uh, on behalf of the entire Rocket Sports Media team, send our deepest condolences to Joel Edmondson and his entire family. Uh, Rick, we had talked about how Edmondson had taken some personal time earlier in the season to go home and be with his father, who's been battling lung cancer for for a bit of time now. And uh, the unfortunate uh, and sad news came out overnight that uh, Joel's dad, Bob, uh, did lose his battle with lung cancer uh, on Friday and passed away. Very sad uh, story. Um, we remember when... when uh, uh, Joel was uh, traded to Montreal from Carolina that uh, he talked about how uh, happy he was uh, for his dad because uh, his his dad's favorite team was the Montreal Canadiens and, and Joel remembered going to his office uh, when he was a young boy uh, seeing the, the his office all painted in Montreal Canadiens colors um, and and uh, that the first thing that Joel did uh, when when being traded was to gather up all, all kinds of, of uh, Montreal Canadiens merchandise and send it off to his dad. Um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a tough year for uh, for them. Um, Bob and his wife Lois celebrated uh, in July their 36th wedding anniversary. Um, uh, Joel's brother Jesse, um, the 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 two boys are are uh, you know they were a pretty tight knit family in a small community in Brandon, Manitoba, and and uh, just just very sad. Sixty one years old uh, to be taken uh, with with lung cancer, and so yes, we're we we extend our condolences from the entire team to the Edmondson family. Absolutely. Um, we're going to switch gears here for just a second and uh, check on, on a Habs prospect report. This edition of the Rocket Report is brought to you by AHL.Report, your premier source for the Laval Rocket, the AHL affiliate of the Montreal Canadiens. AHL.Report is a proud member of the Rocket Sports Media Network. And as we had mentioned, uh, Laval is also in the middle of a shutdown their shutdown has been going on for a long, long time. Uh, the last time the Laval Rocket played a game was December 17th. Yeah, a week before, a week and a day before Christmas. Um, so it's been a while for Laval. Um, and all of their games this week were postponed. They were supposed to uh, host Springfield on the 5th of January. And then they were supposed to do a back-to-back at home against the Toronto Marlies yesterday, uh, the 7th and the 8th. All three of those games postponed this week. The next game they have on the schedule is this coming Wednesday, January 12th, hosting Syracuse, who Syracuse has been through their own mess with COVID. Um, They have uh, something like 55 games to make up uh, to play in the remainder of the season because of how many games they had postponed in the first half of the season. So Syracuse is back to game action 
We will see what happens with Laval. Uh, Fingers are crossed that maybe after a month layoff, the team will finally get to take the ice and play a game on Wednesday night. What that roster is going to look like, well, tune in to the Press Zone on Tuesday with Rick and I, um, our sister podcast. You can find that at thepresszone.fm. We'll have a better idea as to what the roster might look like for Laval. It's not going to look like what it normally does, that's for sure. Um, it's uh, it's it's tough. And and we talked about this extensively on the press zone this week, the the effects that uh, this is having both the taxi squads and the covid shutdowns and the call ups are having on the AHL. Um, our friend Patrick William, our, our RSM contributor, Patrick Williams, his under review article on the AHL report this past week also addressed it. And he'll be joining us uh, this Tuesday on the press zone for another AHL hot stove. And I imagine we'll touch on that then as well. So. Uh, be sure you're subscribed to the press zone. Um, should, you know, <laughs> Rick, it shouldn't come to no one's surprise, at least here at, on the Rocket Sports Media team, that um, there was a trade that happened, uh, a CHL trade that happened this week. Um, and you could not have been more overjoyed just because of how fun you find CHL trades. Oh, I, I just really enjoy <laughs> CHL trades. Uh, they're massive. Usually, Usually. just absolutely massive. We saw that with uh, Caden Gooley uh, earlier in the year moving to the Edmonton Oil Kings and a huge ransom was was paid uh, for him, Prince Albert Raiders. Um, And and, uh, Arbor Jackai, who really nobody uh, knew his name before uh, he uh, uh, showed up at Canadians camp uh, this uh, past fall. Uh, but became a bit of a, a, a for his boisterous uh, play, uh, became a bit of a fan favorite uh, during training camp. Uh, well, he was traded f- uh, from the Kitchener Rangers uh, to the Hamilton Bulldogs, uh, partnered up with Jan Mishak, another Canadian's prospect. But uh, um, Arbor Jackai is an overager, traded for another overager, Navarin Mutter, and... A bunch of draft picks, uh, (laughs) second round picks in 2022 and 2025, third round picks in 2023 and 2024, and just for good measure, a conditional fourth round pick in 2023. Is that all? Yeah, that's... You didn't want to like throw in, I don't know, somebody else just to sweeten the pot? Five, five <laughs> draft picks and a, an overage player. We'll see how, you know, Arbor Jack, I, um, in rookie camp, uh, the Habs fans took notice of his very physical play. And I think he, he caught the attention of some fans. Uh, but what also caught the attention was the fact that, uh, yes, he plays physically, but he doesn't necessarily play, um, wisely within the rules <laughs> no. he's uh, been suspended a couple of times this season yes, already he has. in the um, ohl so we'll see if perhaps hamilton can rein him in a little bit uh, maybe some of that good leadership uh from jan mishak will help calm him down a little bit as well uh, but uh interesting to see now two habs prospects playing for the bulldogs um and we'll keep an eye on how that goes uh, speaking of the CHL, the London Knights had a game uh, on Friday night, uh, and I think there were probably a few more eyes on that game uh, than than usual. Um, not that the London, London Knights aren't a, a popular uh, franchise in the OHL, but 
Uh, Habs first round draft pick this past summer, defenseman Logan Mayu, after serving a 26 game suspension. Well, it was an indefinite suspension that turned out to be 26 games, um, has played his first game uh, on Friday night with London and um whether wherever you sit on either side of the controversy of that draft pick, the controversy of how long he should have been suspended, that that aside, we're just reporting the hockey side of it. And uh, Rick, in his debut this season, he didn't waste any time getting on the scoreboard. He didn't. Uh, Logan Mayu with two assists, four shots on goal, a uh, plus four rating on the night uh, in his first game. Uh, he was paired with Kirill Statloff, it w- uh, who was also making his season debut in Estonia Prospect. Uh, Statloff got uh, three assists on the night. Um, unfortunately, this game wasn't witnessed by any fans because of COVID regulations uh, pr- protocol. Uh, the Budweiser Arena was empty uh, on the night, and and we should say we've been there. It's a gorgeous arena, mm-hmm. uh, nine thousand or so seats for uh, for hockey. It's um, as as nice as as would be one of the nicest uh, arenas in the AHL. AHL. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, the London Knights beat uh, the Flint Firebirds uh, Firebirds six to one uh, in the game. Uh, and as I said, uh, Logan Mayu uh, looked uh, looked elite on the night. Played power play, played penalty kill, um, and uh, his uh, uh, co- the assistant coach for the the London Knights, Rick Stedman, uh, was spoke both uh, uh, about uh, Mayu and Steckloff. Uh, and said, we've been excited for a long time to have them back in our lineup. They are two big guys, and they both move the puck very well. They are great additions, and we're so happy to have them playing again. Um, recently, Rob, Rob Ramage, who is a Canadian's uh, development um, coach, uh, said that uh, he was impressed with the way Logan has handled his suspension, uh, and quote said, uh, Logan has put his head down and gone to work in everything he's been asked that in everything that's been asked of him through this period of penance, rehabilitation and enlightenment. And he's done it with a really good attitude. And that's I think I think that's the key thing. Um, you know, they laid out a plan for him. They said, you're going to be suspended. We don't know how long, uh, but it's up to you to put in the work and show us when you are ready to be deserving of coming off of that suspension. And it sounds like from multiple reports, including that one from Rob Ramage, that Logan Mayu had a good attitude and, and said, you know, I got to do whatever I have to do to to prove that. I'm sorry for what happened and that I'm trying to make myself a better person. And it seems he's done that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's hopeful that at some point we can get to a point where we can just talk about Logan Mayu's hockey performance. Um, and, and that's what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, so of course, uh, as, as with all Habs prospect related items, um, be sure to check out the content at the AHL report. Of course, that's, the a uh, that's ahlreport.com uh or you can follow at the ahl report on twitter um as well as facebook um and be sure to subscribe to our ahl and prospect related centric podcast hosted by rick and myself every tuesday and that is the press zone uh you can find that at the press zone.fm um speaking of the press 
an interesting hire that I think came, uh, this this one, we all know that when Bergevin and Timmins, when there was the, the great house cleaning that Jeff Molson did uh, a, a couple of months ago, um, one of the one of the people that ended up going in that in that house cleaning was Paul Wilson, who was heading up the communications department. Um, and while a lot has been spoken about, you know, hiring Jeff Gordon and now the search for the next Montreal Canadiens general manager, um, there hasn't been a lot of scuttlebutt about what's going to happen with the communications department. And then suddenly the Canadians answer that for us, uh, kind of out of left field this week. Um, interesting that this, none of this process got leaked <laughs> throughout, um, but uh, coming out with the news that the new vice president of communications for the Montreal Canadiens is former RDS sports reporter Chantal McAbee. And it seems that the news has been um, greeted um, by fans, uh, by the Montreal media, uh, very positively, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 that should be no surprise. Chantel is a very likable person. She's a nice person. Um, I you like know, to say she doesn't have a mean bone in her body. Yeah, she's very positive. <laughs> she her is. her Canadians reports are are very positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she likes to report good news. Uh, you won't find her being critical of the Canadians, and that's endeared her to uh, to the to the Montreal Canadians. Uh, both her and Renault Lavoie, um, and 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 they have been uh, provided access. The two of them uh, that other uh, reporters have not been uh, because of their positive reporting. Um, so it 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 wasn't uh, a surprise that you know if it had gone to Renault Lavoie, um, it wouldn't have been a surprise, and it certainly wasn't a surprise given the given this uh, given the uh, her. Her status, her her experience as a reporter uh, with RDS, uh, RDS being a rights holder uh, with the Canadians over many many years, it's it certainly wasn't a surprise. Um, we should say that, and 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 uh, this uh, appointment is only a portion of the duties that Paul Wilson had mm-hmm. uh, when he was. Uh, uh, um, the the communications person for the Canadians, um, I think you know. There's been a lot of speculation about why it was very odd that uh, Jeff Molson chose to to toss Paul Wilson when he got rid of the Mark Bergevin. Uh, but I think we saw that Paul Wilson was probably more loyal to uh, Mark Bergevin than he was Jeff Molson, and that that didn't sit too well with with the owner and um and so uh, uh fired Paul Wilson but Paul Wilson had a whole lot more of experience uh for the kind of role and 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 I I don't expect fans to understand what the role is all about um you know Chantal McAbee certainly has a lot of experience reporting and she'll have a good rapport with uh the Montreal media uh, and in arranging interviews and those kinds of things, she has zero experience as far as being uh, a corporate media person, uh, which requires a lot of media strategy, a lot of strategizing, a lot of wargaming, uh, those kind of things. She's not going to come with any experience there. Uh, so as she says, uh, she's going to be more of a spokesperson, uh, and that role will be tailored uh, to her experience. Absolutely. And I do think it's it's an interesting juxtaposition that Paul Wilson did come uh, from the corporate 
media relations and, and communications management realm to the Canadians. And that for probably a multitude of reasons didn't work out. And so now the corporate media relations job now goes to someone uh, at the other end of the spectrum for experience in in that uh, outside of being a, you know a beat reporter for a for a particular sports team so i find that interesting um i hope that chantelle takes takes to this position well um she, you know she's got she's of course done some interviews this week she says quote i have lots of ideas i know the needs of journalists and there's a real desire on the part of the Canadians to improve relations with the media. That's the first point on which France Margaret Belanger was very precise and insisted. So, Rick, it's it's obvious that they feel that there's been a uh, some sort of of crack in the in the ice in terms of the Canadians and their relationship with the media that cover them. It's interesting. Uh, they want more positive coverage. is well, is basically probably. the message. And uh, you know, Chantal went on to say that uh, Jeff Molson, uh, uh, when he had a talk with her, talked about transparency. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't believe that Jeff Molson wants any more transparency. I mean, it's it's silly to suggest. Uh, that he does, he 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 went in a bunker and hid from the media for five months. I mean, it's yeah. uh, it's silly to suggest uh, that 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 his heart is with transparency. But Jeff Molson wants it to appear uh, that they're being transparent, and and um, you know, Chantal went on to to say that uh, in terms of transparency. They want to tell a better story about uh, the players. And and her quote was, uh, yes, I want players to be available, but I want us to know these players. Uh, Montreal needs heroes. Uh, why are we attached to Guy Lafleur, Patrick Wall, Mario Tremblay, Yvon Lambert? Because we've followed them. Because we know their life. Because we know their family. We know their ups and downs. Because they're accessible. Uh, we find it less and less, and I want to improve it. I, I think that's, and, and listen, it was, you know, just, uh, she's a, a positive person. She's a enthusiastic person. She's very charismatic. And, and I think she kind of got caught up in, in the, um, you know, the excitement of this. And, and when you think it through the, the, the players that she's talking about, uh, Guy Lafleur, Patrick, we, we know far, far, far less about who they are and their families and their, kids and then we do now in the age of, of social media and, and some of the players being on social media. Uh, so that doesn't ring very true. And, and as far as building heroes, um, it's sad that she left out players like Carey Price, who are heroes to, to many Canadians fans, heroes like Saku Koivu, heroes like Brendan Gallagher, heroes like Shea Weber. Uh, she mentioned only Francophone players and, and I don't know how many players, how many children, think that Mario Tremblay, given his, well, uh, I don't think he ends up as a hero in a, in a lot of players' books, but a lot of uh, fans' books. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, I think missing the point here is the fact that the reason um, the players from the era that she's talking about are heroes is because they won. They, they won. They won Stanley Cups. That's why they're heroes. And um, the focus 
for Jeff Molson is not on telling a better story, not on telling uh, about who's who more about a player's family. It's about making sure he puts a better product and prioritizes winning a championship. And and I think that's where the disconnect is. Uh, Chantel's going to be asked to to kind of paste over that for Jeff Molson. And I'd really, really prefer that the owner got a different message in that he needs to put a better product on the ice. Uh, in terms of where where priorities continue to be for the Canadians and other uh, teams around the NHL, uh, one bit of news that came out uh, this week is that the NHL and 20 of its teams, including the Canadians, um, did you know they're suing five insurance companies for loss of revenue during the pandemic? Who can we sue? Hmm. The average person who's <laughs> lost so much, who's, you know, lost wages, lost family members, lost. Uh, the, the, this, these kind of stories just, they're not a, uh, a good look for the Montreal Canadiens. They're not a good look for the NHL that they look like greedy, money-grubbing owners. Um, and they're trying to massage the terms of their insurance policy uh, to to try and recoup some of their the the losses they've had with the, the loss of revenue, given that that uh, you know they didn't have fans coming into the building and and uh, and all of that. So um, it the experts, insurance experts who have looked at this said there's really not a, a case here uh, that the NHL that the, the the clubs the 20 clubs involved, not all 32, just 20. Uh, are, don't have much of a case, but they're pursuing it anyways, trying to recoup some of this uh, $1 billion or more dollars that they've lost collectively. While most of their teams have increased in value over the last year. Mm-hmm. It's a good look. All right, we are going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsors uh, at DraftKings. Uh, when we come back on the other side of this break, Michael Spinella is going to be here with Rick to uh, talk about the big topic, the untouchables, which players should not uh, even be considered for, for trade chips uh, coming up in this, in this new era of the Canadians. Uh, and so that's going to be a great segment. Uh, stay with us. This is the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. Hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. The NHL got rid of ties in 2005, so you know someone's going to light the lamp. If Sportsbook, however, isn't available in your state yet, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, throw down a dollar on any NHL game, and win a hundred in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Welcome back to the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. I'm Michael Spinella, and you can find me on Twitter at the Spinella. With me in the studio is our president and founder of Rocket Sports, Rick Stevens. You can follow him at All Habs on Twitter. You can also follow at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and visit our website at CanadiansConnection.com. Just a reminder to subscribe to the Canadians Connection podcast in the player or on your favorite podcast app. And Rick, how are you doing? Happy New Year. It's the first time uh, we've got to talk on the podcast, so Happy New Year. I hope you had a really good holiday. Oh, thank you. Happy New Year to you as well. Uh, Thanks. Uh, obviously, with uh, what's going on in Quebec, uh, it, was a, it was a chill uh, New Year's, but yeah, uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's good to be back here in the studio with you. Perfect. Yeah, and we got an exciting topic to talk about. We do, but before we get to that, I just want to give Amy Johnson a shout-out for her birthday. Her birthday's on Friday, so happy birthday weekend to Amy Johnson. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, whenever she sees me in the studio, she just goes running now, so I didn't get a chance to uh, talk to her yet. Ships passing in the night. (laughs) Exactly. So the segment this week, uh, we called it The Untouchables. So it's been reported that the Montreal Canadian have begun speaking to candidates via Zoom who are being considered for the new general manager position. In Canadians Connection, episode 171, Chris and Rick discussed a leaked list including Patrick Waugh, Danny Briere, Mathieu Darsh, Roberto Luongo, Mark Denis, Kent Hughes, Stéphane Quintel, Danielle Sauvagon, and Emilie Castonguay. And I hope I pronounced that all correctly, or at least better than how Jeff Gordon might pronounce it. (laughs) Uh, Fortunately, my roommates have told me that I suffer from a condition called that Ontario accent that is very difficult to understand when you try and speak French. Uh, that'll help you along, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll take the practice. <laughs> so one of the challenges for the new general manager will be to accumulate assets, draft picks, and prospects by moving players out of the organization. Previously, you and I discussed uh, which players we'd like to see them move along from, mm-hmm. but who are the untouchables? Rick, uh, can you give us a definition for the untouchables? Yeah, we had a good discussion about trade possibilities, and and uh, this should really be seen as an opportunity by Jeff Gordon, by the the new general manager, to uh, free up some space to set the the roster in a different direction. But you know, there are individuals who you want to build this team around. You want to you want to hang on to. There have been successful um, uh, uh, picks. There have been successful trades. Uh, who are those players? And and when the call is made uh, from around the NHL, from one of the other NHL teams to Jeff Gordon or to the new um, general manager, uh, in my mind, the untouchables are where, where the conversation goes nowhere, where, where there's not even a negotiation, where there's not even, you don't even listen to an offer. You say, no, um, they're off the table uh, no discussion here. Uh, th- thanks for your inquiry, but uh, I'm, I'm a busy guy. I've got to get into to my next call. That's exactly right. So our assignment for this segment was to put together a list of who we think the untouchables are within the Canadians organization. So that includes roster players and prospects. And we didn't uh, really give ourselves a minimum or maximum amount of players for this list. Uh, so they're, so we came up with the best guys that I think we could have come up with. There might be some crossover. And uh, we made our list separately. So it'll be interesting to see who you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's um, 
And uh, kind of to to make it equal, we ended up with five uh, f- five of our untouchables and maybe an honorable mention. I know I started with a list of ten and kind of whittled it down. Um, and 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 who would those those players be, either on the team or or in the organization as a prospect uh, that uh, you just you're, you're just not ne- going to negotiate on. Exactly. And I will point out, too, that uh, if there are any guys that we left off of our untouchables list, that doesn't necessarily mean that we want the general manager to shop these players. It just means that we don't maybe don't value them as much as these other players on our list as, I guess, core pieces going forward. No, that's a really good point. And, and, and maybe we'll direct you back again to the Canadians Connection uh, episode where we talked about trade possibilities. And on that list, there are people that, that we'd like the, the organization to actively shop, the Ben Sherrott's, uh, the Paul Byron's, um, Kulak, Armia, who, who we, we talked extensively about that. Um, but the, the guys who don't find themselves on this list, uh, we're just saying it would take an awfully big, uh, you know, it, it, would, it would take a big package to, to land them, uh, but they aren't off the table, and, and, uh, but they aren't part of that uh, group that, that should be actively shopped. Exactly. So without further ado, Rick, I'll, uh, I'll let you go through your list. And uh, once you're done, uh, I'll go through mine and we'll have a little debate back and forth if uh, we have any differences. Great. Um, topping my list are, uh, is, is Nick Suzuki. Um, I'll, I'll just go through and, and um, we'll add our comments later. Nick Suzuki is at the top. Caden Gooley, uh, second. Alexander Romanoff, third. Uh, Cole Caulfield and Ryan Paling uh, round out my list. And and just for a, an honorable mention, I'll toss in Jordan Harris. So on my end, uh, I'll start again with Nick Suzuki. I put in my favorite prospect, Caden Gooley. I went with Norlander, Paling, Caulfield, and my honorable mention. And I know I've been a little bit critical of this guy, but Caden uh, Primo is my honorable mention. All right. All right. So, so should st- we start at the top? I think so. Uh, Nick Suzuki, uh, uh, no surprises there. He's the, probably one of the team's best players right now, probably the most consistent. He's taking on a leadership role. He's their number one center, and we all know how much this organization has struggled to find centers. Speaking of struggling, uh, it's been a struggle for everyone in the organization, so maybe more was expected out of Nick Suzuki this year. Um, seven goals, 12 assists, 19 points in 34 games. Um, I don't know that that should be held against them. The, the Canadians are ha- having just an awful season, as everybody knows, and they've moved into uh, last place in 32nd overall in the points percentage. So um, th- this this shouldn't be, uh, th- this isn't a reflection, I don't think, of, of what Nick Suzuki is capable of. Is he going to be the number one or the number two center? I don't know that we know that yet. Uh, but he's an important part of this team. He's important down the middle. As you mentioned, he's important for his leadership, and so much so that Mark Bergevin, and I know Mark Bergevin made made his share of mistakes with this roster, but uh, in Mark Bergevin's mind, Nick Suzuki was the next captain of uh, the Montreal Canadiens. So um, I think throughout the organization, it's felt that uh, they want Suzuki to be part of the core and 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 he'll uh, take up a leadership role um, going forward. 
Yeah, this might be one of the few things I actually agreed with Bergevin on. I, <laughs> I do think Nick Suzuki would make a good future captain. <laughs> For sure. So moving, al- moving along to the next guy, I think we had uh, him in common. And uh, Keaton Gooley, uh, why is he on your list? Well, speaking of leadership, uh, Caden Gooley, um, he's, he seems so mature already um, for his, his age. Uh, he was captain of the Prince Albert Raiders. We know that he was traded midseason to uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings. We know that he was the captain on just for two games, but he was the captain of uh, Team Canada in, in the um, World Junior entry. Um, and, and he just seems so calm and poised and, and, uh, I think, uh, he's, he's a, a really good overall, well-rounded player who is going to, again, bring leadership, um, skills and, and form that, that core of the Canadians. Yeah, I think he has, uh, I guess, top four potential. I've mentioned many times, I think he's the best uh, prospect in the organization at the moment. So he's certainly somebody that you want to hang on to. And obviously, being a prospect, there's a lot of untapped potential. So you don't want to just go out and throw him into a trade <laughs> unless you absolutely have to. If somebody calls me on Gooley, unless it's like 10 first round draft picks, I'm just going to hang up. <laughs> Good. As you should. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I think the next guy we kind of had in common here uh, was a paling. Um, I had uh, Romanoff on my my list next, but we can certainly talk about Ryan Paling and and uh, Ryan Paling was uh, kind of at one time thought to be maybe a number two uh, center in in the Montreal Canadiens. I don't think he's stopped. Uh, growing and and uh, that he has potential probably uh, will end up being the third line center. But um, after his his struggles, uh, after his time in the the American Hockey League, he has really taken a jump this year. And uh, pandemic or no pandemic, uh, COVID uh, injuries, I think he he should be in the lineup. And uh, he's seen his last days of uh, the AHL. Again, we're talking about leadership. Paling is a leader, has been a leader. Um, many of the prospects, including Raphael Harvey Pinard, point him out as being the leader when he was in uh, 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 Laval. Um, I think I, I've been really impressed with him, the, the strides that he's taken this season. Yeah, I wasn't sure about him coming into this year, but uh, in the last little while, he's taken a huge step forward. Like you mentioned, I had a little bit of a different rationale as to why I put him on my list. Uh, Mine's just built around the fact that Montreal has struggled so much to find good centers. I think Paling Mm -hmm. has top six potential, and when you find something that you struggle to find and you don't really have a whole lot of, I think you try to hang on to that as much as possible. So that's why I included him on my list. Great point. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I'll let you introduce uh, the next guy on your list. Uh, well, I'll go to I'll go to Cole, Cole Caulfield next. Um, uh, Cole Caulfield, uh, you know, might have been thought of as as a slam dunk, and I think um, all the talk at uh, after a very good uh, short rookie stint and then uh, a good appearance in the playoffs uh, you know there was all the new all of the discussion about him being a lock for the Calder this year and we've seen him struggle 
considerably, I, th- I think, um, have to, for a goal, uh, for a guy who considers himself a goal scorer, uh, to be stuck at one goal. Um, yes, I guess he's, he's really struggled, but it's more than that. I think that, um, you know, his shooting percentage, 1.6, he's his differential minus 13. Uh, we, we've seen a player who, um, just isn't working very hard, who is waiting for the puck to come to him. We know that, that, He's got that excellent release and laser accuracy, but he's got to do more than that in the NHL. And I, I think that lesson is still being learned. I think um, that there's still lots of potential for Cole Caulfield, uh, but but maybe expectations need to be tempered just a bit, just a little bit. Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, I also had him on my list. Uh, maybe Montreal has just not handled his development very well, but he still has the potential to be a leading scorer on this team. And players like him do not grow on trees. Uh, and I mean, barring something that happens at this year's draft, I think uh, I'd keep him as an untouchable for sure. Mm-hmm. And now uh, this is where I this think is where we, we go our separate ways. Yeah, a little bit. I'll uh, I'll let you start with this one again. <laughs> uh, Alexander Romanov, um, I've really liked. Uh, I'm this this. I I know that that uh, uh, he's sometimes been on the wrong side of Dominic Ducharme, particularly in in the playoffs uh, last year. But I've really liked the way he's adapted this year, especially to. Uh, increased responsibility and and uh, uh, and ice time. Um, I think he's he's done exceptionally well, um, and and you know he's close to 19 minutes in in a game. And there's been a lot of other uh, defensemen with a lot more years than than Romanov who uh, have struggled this year more than Romanov has. And and I, I just like his upward w- momentum. Uh, that he he's willing to learn. He's excited about the game. Um, you know, he's he's being physical without chasing hits. Although he's he's top ten in the NHL this year in in uh, in hits. Um, I, I just like the the path that he's on, and and uh, I'd be very reluctant to to give him up. Yeah, in my case, I left him off my list. It's probably a scenario where. I'm not necessarily shopping him. I just felt like there were other players that I valued a little bit more that I thought had a higher ceiling. I've, I've got nothing really against Romanov. I maybe not be as high on him as you are, but mm-hmm. uh, I completely understand where you might include him on your list. Where I differed is I went with uh, Norlander. Uh, I know that maybe he's not had the best year, but uh, he's shown glimpses of brilliance in the preseason, especially. He's shown that he can be a guy that runs that first power play unit. He has a ton of offensive upside, and uh, I don't think Montreal has too many very offensive defensemen coming down the pipeline as of yet, anyway. So that's why I, I wanted to put Norlander in here. I think that if his uh, development is handled properly, he can be a really good defenseman going forward. No, I think you're right. Um, the Canadian puck-moving defensemen, yeah, they're a rare thing in Montreal, so those are the kind of guys you want to hang, have hang around. Uh, great vision, great hands, excellent skater. Um, I, I wonder about his, his transition to the NHL. I, I worry about um, his size, his physicality in his own zone. Uh, it's something he seemed to struggle with. 
uh, he might take a little bit longer uh, than folks are expecting. But uh, yeah, I, I can't uh, disagree that uh, a top prospect within the organization. Yeah, and speaking of like the offensive-minded, puck-moving defenseman, that's the way the NHL seems to be going recently. I mean, look at guys like Kale McCarr, Quinn Hughes, and whatnot. I think every team's going to need to have at least one of these guys going forward. Um, and like you said, if he can uh, get his uh, defensive game and his physicality going a little bit better, I think uh, I think he got a nice stud right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So I think we're at uh, the point of our honorable mentions. I ended up going with uh, Caden Primo here. Um, Obviously, the organization values him a ton. Uh, We've both talked about this previously. I think uh, he's somebody that they've put a lot of stock into. And at this point, uh, I think you got to hang on to him. He's been very good at the AHL. Hasn't shown it in the NHL yet. But uh, with a little bit more confidence, I think he could get there. Yeah, I think um, as long as his path is slowed down, um, he seems anxious to get to the NHL. I think he's got a lot of learning to do. I'm not convinced yet that he is uh, an NHL uh, caliber goaltender. Uh, that's that's going to play itself out. Um, so it wasn't on my list, but I can fully understand. And, you know, the, the Canadians need uh, a successor to uh, Carey Price, so I understand why the organization values him so highly exactly i'll let you take uh, the next one here my my honorable mention is jordan harris and um you talked about mobile defensemen and and uh this this is a guy who uh who has it um not only mobile but agile excellent skater uh probably the canadian's best prospect in my mind outside the nhl uh, his his coach uh, has said believes that he's uh, Jordan Harris is uh, the best defenseman in the NCAA. Um, he's um, uh, you know there's there's a lot of discussion in the fan base about him uh, deciding to go back to Northeastern uh, for his senior year. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't take it as a negative, um, and and I I actually think it, it's a positive. I valued leadership throughout my list here, and uh, Jordan Harris is another one who can, another defenseman who can be a leader on your team. He's the captain uh, for Northeastern, and that was one of the reasons he went back this year. Um, I, I'm pretty excited about this prospect, and and uh, so he's he's my honorable mention. Uh, call me paranoid, but I ended up leaving him off my list because I'm concerned about an Adam Fox type situation happening here where uh, he uh, finishes his career in the NCAA and uh, requests a trade, won't sign with the team. So until he signs a contract with Montreal, I'm keeping him off my list and I might consider him in play. I mean, there could be a verbal confirmation from him that he has interest in signing the team that's gone on already. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I may be just paranoid here and that's why I left him (laughs) off my list. (laughs) understandable yeah especially like yeah looking at the adam fox situation uh, with what he did to carolina not wanting to sign there and then having to be traded to uh, the new york rangers i can see that happening here hopefully not but uh yeah <laughs> I, and and that's that's a valid concern um what what i i i see from this is that none of those uh he hasn't spoken in in any kind of terms other than wanting to be with the canadians and those I know there's there's that that media narrative out there. I don't 
I don't, when you look back, I don't know that any of that has come from him uh, other than him saying, no, I'm going to wait a year to, to Mark Bergevin. Uh, when, when Bergevin reached out uh, last year during the playoffs or ahead of the playoffs to, uh, to both Jordan Harris and Cole Caulfield. Um, I, 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 I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm too trusting, but I saw it more as a decision about uh, wanting to finish his, his degree and, and uh, rather than, than any kind of slight against the Canadians. But, but it's absolutely a valid concern. Yeah, and I mean, uh, it could be just a very mature decision on his end to want to finish his degree. I feel like at that age, if I was offered an NHL contract, I'd leave immediately. Like, you don't have be to ask me twice. completely immature and said, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it could be a very mature thing on his end, in which case, yeah, maybe I should have put it on, on my list. But, uh, you know. <laughs> well, that's... Yes. And, and, and listen, we know there are other prospects out there. There's, uh, you know, folks talking about, very excited these days about Sean Farrell and, and uh, USHL Player of the Year the year before, uh, Jan Meshack uh, in Hamilton, Riley Kidney um, in the queue. Um, there, Yelonen. There's, uh, Yelonen, for sure. Um, there's lots of, of prospects that uh, you and I wouldn't want to see leaving this organization uh, but but not as let's say untouchable as as some of the ones we mentioned at the top of the list yeah and that's exactly it and uh, I will say on my list uh, there are certain guys that could get bumped off of my untouchables after the draft because we don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. there you know if Montreal comes out with a top center or a top winger that could make another guy expendable For sure. so th- this is our untouchables as of right now I think it's <laughs> fair to say <laughs> no absolutely that's a good point because the Canadians should have a pretty good uh t- and and let's say uh, let's also add in here that uh our untouchables include uh first round picks we don't want to see the canadians oh, yeah. trading away we want to see them accumulating picks not trading away picks Oh, yeah. No, that, that would be something if they ended up trading that away. Uh, let's hope not. So, Rick, uh, do you have any uh, final notes on our untouchables here? Well, listen, again, uh, as we always do, we want to hear from you. We want to you to reach out and tell us who your untouchables are in this organization. Uh, reach out uh, on, on Twitter uh, or go to the All Habs uh, fan page on Facebook, facebook.com slash allhabs. Or text us at the Rocket Sports text line. That is 5853-ROCKET. We will take our final break on Canadians Connection. Up next, have your say. Amy Johnson is back in the studio with Rick Stevens. Stay with us. You are listening to Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. The Canadians Connection is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. I bet you enjoy sporting your best Habs jerseys, dressing up your kids and pets in the cutest Habs gear, and showing off your decked out hockey cave or fan ink. Well, don't just show your friends, show your Habs. The team at All Habs wants you to boast your finest pictures for our global network of Montreal Canadiens fans. Include the hashtag ShowYourHabs when posting your fan photos on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Then log on to ShowYourHabs.com to see your entries, along with photos and posts from Habs fans all over the world. A proud member of the Rocket Sports Media Network. 
If you're a business owner looking for the perfect platform to reach a targeted audience of customers, Rocket Sports Media is the solution. Our global hockey community provides unmatched social media reach to an attentive demographic of sports and entertainment fans. We can provide visibility to your company, helping you to engage and leverage this prime group of potential clientele. In addition, we also offer sponsorship opportunities for fan events and featured areas of website content, giving you name and logo recognition. Visit Rocketsportsmedia.com to contact us regarding this unique marketing opportunity. For the most trusted source of news, analysis, and features about the Montreal Canadiens, their affiliates, and their prospects, log in to allhabs.net, your year-round resource for anything Habs-related. That's allhabs.net. And welcome back to episode 172 of the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. Don't forget you can follow us at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And uh, be sure you visit our website at CanadiansConnection.com. And of course, either today, tomorrow, any day of the week, 24-7, you can text us anytime. If you have a question, a comment, some feedback, a suggestion, anything, uh, and you can do that via the Rocket Sports text line. That's 585-3-ROCKET. Once again, that's 585-3-ROCKET. And um, I have to, before anything, I just have to say thank you to Michael Spinella for birthday wishes as well that was very nice of him um thanks so much uh and here in this segment however we're going to uh just get you caught up on some things you might have missed this past week it is still you know kind of the the post-holiday season and and so maybe you missed uh or you know whether you're busy with family and friends or maybe because there were so many postponements this week maybe you just weren't paying attention to to hockey and that's okay too um but we want to make sure that you don't miss out on some great things that we've had uh coming out on the pages of different all habs uh and and rocket sports platforms over the past week uh first and foremost of course over at allhabs.net be sure you check out uh chris g's habs notepad for this week it's a great summary of uh everything going on uh, with the Montreal Canadiens from the last week and gets you kind of all set up uh, and, and up to date there. Over on our All Habs YouTube page, that's ha- uh, youtube.com slash allhabs. Uh, ben Dankyu, uh back with another edition of the Habs Fan Forum this week. Uh, and in that one, he reacts to that New Year's Day game and also uh, puts out there what his three New Year's resolutions for the Habs to finish out the season would be. Uh, and, you know, really, what would yours be? If you had to, if you, if you got to tell the Habs, these are your New Year's resolutions and you better stick to them, uh, what would they be for you? Uh, you got to check out Ben's latest video to find out what his would be uh, and uh, certainly recommend that you do that. Um, Rick, as well, on uh, allhabs.net, Mike Rashel was back um recently with an OHL piece and as well uh, Cole had a fan piece about attending a game uh, Cole's first game uh, to uh, in, in, at the Bell Center uh, Cole lives in Saskatchewan he made the trip uh, to take in his very first Habs game that game when Ryan Paling 
against the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, last game of the season, uh, had a hat trick and then scored the game winner in the shootout. Uh, that happened to be Cole's uh, very first uh, game at the Bell Centre, and, and he describes uh, how that felt for him. Uh, Mike Raschel, in a, in a uh, piece uh, following along in his uh, first Habs game that uh, he experienced in December, uh, he's going to talk about his experience coming to Montreal, and that'll be out on Sunday on allhabs.net. Wonderful. Uh, and of course, as we mentioned earlier in the show, uh, also be sure you check out the latest episode of the Press Zone podcast. Uh, that can be found either at ahlreport.com or thepresszone.fm. Um, and uh, won't want to miss any of that update as far as the AHL side of things uh, with with the press zone. I'll just mention uh, CanadiansConnection.fm as well. We mentioned mm-hmm. a couple of different episodes in the second segment. If you want to find those episodes, Trade Possibilities, episode 168, CanadiansConnection.fm, uh, the Habs GM candidates, the, the leaked list, uh, that's episode 171, again, at CanadiansConnection.fm. And I should say this this past week's episode of the Press Zone uh, highlighted uh, some of our tremendous guest interviews that we've had over the last year oh, uh, yeah. with clips from uh, Marty Biron, who joined us on the show earlier this year, uh, Charlie Lindgren, uh, Danny Briere, and uh, as well as Jean-Francois Hull, the head coach of the Laval Rocket, Ian LaPerriere, uh, former NHLer and current head coach of the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Lots of great clips to hear and, and where to go to listen to those full interviews if you missed them. Uh, so it's a great episode of the Press Zone. The Danny Briere one is terrific. Uh, yeah. Danny Briere, one of the top candidates for the Canadians GM. And if you want to just get his philosophy Philosophy a bit uh, about uh, his playing days and and uh, and his future and how he sees uh, organizations. Uh, you might want to listen to that one on the PressZone.fm. Absolutely. Uh, now, as far as games this week, uh, today, as as Rick mentioned, today's game, which was supposed to be a home game hosting the Sabers, has been postponed, uh, and the game on the tenth, where Montreal was supposed to be hosting the Columbus Blue Jackets, has been postponed. So, on the schedule for this week are two road games: Wednesday at Boston, Thursday at Chicago. Uh, we'll see if they happen. I would imagine that they that they likely will. Um, and if uh, if that's the case, then our next episodes of the Canadians Connection podcast um, will be uh, will be pretty interesting. I know Chris G is going to be back in the co-hosting seat with you next uh, next Saturday for the Canadians Connection on the January fifteenth. But Rick, I'm there's also another there's another episode that's going to come out before then, right? There is. Uh, we, we've done bonus episodes in the past, and they've seemed to be you you've enjoyed you've let us know that you've really uh, enjoyed them coming out midweek. Um, but for the last oh, decade or so, when the Canadians Connection going back to the Habs 360 days, uh, our our uh, uh, podcast time has been to drop an episode every Saturday afternoon. Well, we're going to try and sit. You've 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 said that you want more Canadians Connection, so we're going to give you more Canadians Connection this week. We'll have an episode out this Wednesday. Uh, January 12th, um, and then uh, our regular episode uh, next Saturday, January 15th. Now, the you don't have to, if you're subscribed, you don't have to do anything. The episodes come to you. So 
uh, this is a, an opportunity to remind you how important it is uh, to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And hey, if you are a Spotify subscriber, uh, did you know that you are ne- Spotify just recently made available the ability to rate podcasts on Spotify. So if you're a Spotify subscriber, uh, just open up the Canadians Connection podcast page on Spotify on your mobile device, and you will see uh, on the main page for Canadians Connection an area where you can rate us, give us that five-star rating. It'd be a great way for you to help us out uh, here in the new year to reach more people. Uh, And of course, as Rick said, make sure you subscribe to the Canadians Connection, no matter what your favorite platform platform is, whether you just check out allhabs.net to find it, or if you're an iTunes subscriber, uh, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, uh, you know, it's, it's, you can find it on any of the major podcast platforms. And we thank you so much for joining us every Saturday. Rick, it's been great being here. Uh, Thank you for uh, taking time out of your birthday celebrations to join (laughs) us here. That was really great. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, And I know that uh, you'll uh, the co-hosting chair will be in capable hands with Chris G next weekend. And uh, we all look forward to seeing you uh, next Wednesday and Saturday for more great episodes of the Canadians Connection podcast. Uh, And uh, thank you so much for being with us again. This is the Canadians Canadians Connection podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe so you never miss an episode of Canadians Connection. Visit allhabs.net for breaking news about the Montreal Canadiens. (laughs) 